Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Bobby Spazov. Now, Bobby is a very divisive figure in Bladen. People either love him or they hate him. He is very open about himself. He will pretty much tell you any aspect of his personal life. And he's also really open when it comes to his Bladen career. So if he disagrees with something, he'll be quite blunt about it. Um, He's also very kind of just transparent about what he earns as a professional skater, whether it's in his wages or whether it's percentage he gets or royalties. And that's very rare in blading. Most skaters tend to keep that information to themselves. And it's resulted in there being a lot of confusion over the years about what skaters earn, you know, what they get from their companies and how they're supported. So it is really interesting that you've got someone like Bobby who's come along and he's opening up a dialogue about that and he's encouraging other skaters to do the same. Now, on top of that, he's also a fantastic blader who has undeniable skills. He has kind of perfected his own, you know, unique variation of tricks, whether that's a combination of cess slides or misty flips into cess slides or his, you know, trademark really fast spins that he tends to just pop 720s and 900s quicker than most people do. He's had some great sections over the years in the XCCV crew video. He had the final part, which was really good. And last year he had two VODs. One was a joint VOD with Nils Janssens and the other one with his friend Omri Baum. Both are available for free on YouTube. So just want to talk to him about a bunch of things, including his feelings about not placing as highly as he should at Winter Clash last year. Um, how things are going with Rosies. He mentioned last Winter Clash that he had a second pro skate coming, but nothing's been announced yet, so we want to talk about that. Um, his VOD sections that he's made and released over the last year, his plans for the future, what's going on with Winbrand, and yeah, just find out as much as we can about him. So without further ado, cue the music. There he is. Hello. Right, I'm. I'm not happy about this. You've got that beautiful new hairdo, and you're hiding it under a beanie. That's that's not acceptable. Well, you know, I need to make some commercial, right? You, you try. You try to make yourself look fresh and mysterious. There we go. Look at those blonde locks. You're like a Backstreet Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's things? What have you been up to recently? Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? Um, yeah, we don't really celebrate that, um, well, yeah. but I mean, I did with uh, my girlfriend's family, you know, we went uh, to her house and we did like a big, uh, how do you say it, so, celebration, dinner? Yeah, big dinner, all the family, and uh, it's also a lockdown, so, uh, it's kind of sketchy right now, like you cannot really invite uh, other people. So it was just us, the family, her family. Right. Uh, her mom is from Russia, so uh, um, she celebrates that. And it's important for her to do the whole dinner, Christmas, uh, Russian kind of food stuff. Yeah. Um, it was nice. 
Well, some weird food though. Some weird food in Russia. I tell you. Yeah, Russians. Russians really like stews and a lot of potato-based food. From mm -hmm. from my memory, mm -hmm. so I can imagine you'd be feeling quite full after all that food. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't have the the English uh, vocabulary good enough to explain some of this food, <laughs> but it was some a couple of weird stuff in my in my plate you know okay just just remember to keep it polite because your girlfriend's gonna end up watching this and you don't you don't want to be sliding yeah, off her mom's no, food no no here's the thing right so it's not just me like she makes that like there was some basic normal food right so right. we all pretty much ate that and the russian food she did it's only her and my girlfriend's father who ate that you know what i mean but the kids like the, the the younger i'm not a kid anymore but whatever you know the younger guys we were like this no all right i mean i tried i gave it a test some of it was okay but it's like uh, it's like a some kind of fish in some kind of jelly pudding but it it's not it's not sweet or anything it was weird, man. Fish it's and weird. jelly. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. take a hard pass on that as well. That mm -hmm. that doesn't sound mm -hmm. that sounds it doesn't even look so inviting. Yeah, I, it, it definitely doesn't sound inviting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Moving mm -hmm. swiftly on from that. Um so mm -hmm. last year you managed to release two VODs, which is that's that's quite good going. So you had the one with Nils Janssens and the one with mm -hmm. Omri Baum. Mm -hmm. Um Loved the one with Nils Janssens, first of all. Mm -hmm. My favorite clip was the, the Macchio to toe roll down the long wall because toe rolls mm -hmm. are hard enough to balance at the best of times, mm -hmm. but you were basically, mm -hmm. like, you weren't moving at first, and th that mm -hmm. takes even more balance because it's not like you used momentum to keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, there was also big tricks in there, like the, the wall ride on the double set and then the mm -hmm. massive 180. The true Mizzou off that rail on top of the wall, uh, yeah. the full cab out. There were there were big tricks in there. Yeah, a couple a couple of bangers, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean the total was was I I really don't think that the angle or the way it was filmed even um, really shows the trick. Like it doesn't do the best with this trick. Um, let's put it this way i mean some of some tricks or at least for me some tricks i go to the spot and i think like oh, okay that makes sense and then some tricks i go to the spot and i'm like oh, what the fuck? why did they even do that so i think uh the total is one of those tricks when you actually see it and you're like did you really do that you know because it was super scary super sketchy it was thin and you know every time you lose control on that thing it's like drop from one side and the same drop from the other side so it's kind of like the only thing I, I i could do is basically lay down on my belly you know that was like the only way out from this trick or if you touch the heel and then you just keep riding and then you have to sit on your ass or just yeah. do the jump again and again but I don't think that in the video uh, it really felt as 
sketchy as it is for real. I don't know. I think anyone that can appreciate how how easy it is to lose control on a tow roll can appreciate mm-hmm. how doing it on an object that narrow with that much of a drop is terrifying. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it was pretty terrifying. <laughs> um, also, that obstacle, the the kind of like street quarter that you do the, I guess you do like, well, like some people see. call it a some people call it like a tweaked mute and some people call it a method grab. The mm-hmm. You've got to go back to that and either get a spin or a flip off of it because that thing just looks like it kicks you up in the air. It's not going to work anymore because they put a, a rail like on the down part. Right, okay. So, yeah, this spot is done it's for done. now. Unless... Some crazy skateboarders will come there and just break it, which they already did in the past. But right now it's not going to work. And it's, to be honest, I also felt like flipping or fakey 540 or whatever would be a little more uh, what you expect to see rather than a triple grab. Yeah, true. In a street, like not so many people even triple grab anything and then take it to the street i thought it would be much more uh interesting also for me to do and for the people to watch you know because a misty flip or a back flip or a fakey even a fakey nine like it's kind of like you expect me to throw that in in whatever quarter you see but I guess you also expect me to double or triple grab some. I don't know. I thought it would be more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was it? What was it like filming with Nils? Because obviously, I saw that he must have filmed some clips on his own at home in Latvia. Yeah, just like free clips. But you, it looked like you guys went to a few places together and uh, filmed mm-hmm. as well. So what was that like? Well, I, I can go through the process with you. First, we started filming in Malaga, and we got about six, seven clips each, including the big wall ride, which was a kind of a mistake thinking back to it. It was the first trick I did. And on the first day, we went street skating, and the impact was huge. I should have just watched it and just let it be and come back the last day or something, because it took, it took a lot of energy for me to recover from it so i kind of kept skating but i kept skating with like weak knees and weak back and you know it has uh, its impact on your body afterwards um anyways we did that and then uh, we met up in israel we went skating all around uh, tel aviv and some other places and to be honest when nils was here I was not in my best uh, mental uh, shape. Let's put it this way. I don't know. I, I was kind of, I was feeling pressure. I didn't sleep so well. I felt like um, it was hard for me to keep up with him as well because he's so good and yeah, he's in very good shape as well. So it's not only that he threw bangers. He throw them daily, you know, and it doesn't take much rest. And I'm used to, you know, if if I go, I mean, sometimes you have to skate day by day, but most of the time I like to take a day off, two days off, 
three days off if I need to, you know, and then get three, four clips in one day and then take a rest again. This works for me the best, but he could do it day after day. And I felt pressure and I was like, yo, listen, I'm going to focus on you right now when you're here. And I had a few clips stuck, like this Toro clip. It was stuck from a little bit before. I had more clips like that. Um, and I told him, like, I'm going to focus on you. And when you go back home, I'm just going to keep filming with Omri and put it together. Um, eventually, to be honest, maybe a, a couple of weeks after he went home, I was kind of getting in the groove again. And eventually, I didn't really use many of the stuck clips that I had. I actually had new clips that did the job, but um, yeah, it was kind of frustrating good process, but at the same time, I learned a lot from it and I learned a lot from Niels as well, because uh, I, I had to ask myself, why is he in such a great shape? And for me one day and I'm out, you know, like, and I had to take example from that and try to apply, um, as much as I can from what I saw him doing about his lifestyle. I mean, like skating is one of the best, like, fuck it. I accept it, you know, like I'm not as good as him. I don't have as much uh, experience as him. And I have much more to learn in street skating, in hardcore street skating. And it, it takes me more time and it takes more mental efforts from me to deal with my fears and my anxiety when I get to a big spot, you know. And experience is such a key in these things because the more I feel a spot, this like something similar or something I already did or something I kind of know how to approach and it's easier to go through. And I saw it in him. It's like, if he feels like, oh, I already did that, just copy paste in another place, he goes straight to work. And I have the same thing wherever I have experience, but um, sometimes my expectations didn't meet my experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, um, like when, when you talk about lifestyle things, like not many people live cleaner healthier lifestyles than Nils. I mean, vegan, you know, doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, doesn't take drugs, you know, does yoga and exercise every day. So of course his body is going to, you know, recover a lot faster than most people that skate. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. And it's a thing to look up to and just, I, I had to, and I'm, I'm grateful because I do much more of that. Not still not in his, uh, like mount or you know but i do much more of this uh, yoga stretching eating healthy so I, I try to like okay maybe not eat cheese today maybe not eat too much bread maybe you know make more shakes more natural stuff and first of all it i feel much better and this is partly the reason that I could manage to squeeze another VOD in a matter of two, three months, you know? And it wasn't like three months of filming every day. It was film, three months of filming once a week. So it's pretty good rate 
Philip Sinov. Um, and yeah, a lot to learn from Nielsen. Just in general, like I feel like uh, getting older and getting wiser and getting um, kind of like more humble because life life just humbles you, you know, with time and humbles your ego and humbles whatever you think of yourself. And I think I learned to be way more, um, how could I say it? Um, like, uh, you know, like not so hard, but like more flexible in, in what I think I know and what I should learn. And this helps me a lot. And yeah, just being around Nils and just letting myself absorb what he already knows about the body, about food about life you know and Nils is not uh, a big talker if I can say like um, he's not too, he's not a super quiet guy but he's also not throwing everything at you you know like he's the kind of guy is just a little bit more quiet and at least more quiet than I am and I had to kind of listen without words to like you know whatever is happening and ask myself, what is he doing better? And like, what, what can I do to improve? And what I cannot do that I have to accept as well, you know, like some things. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, he's definitely, he's not, obviously he's been on the podcast. He's not the chattiest person, but he will like, He'll express himself, but he doesn't feel the need to do it in so many words. Um, exactly. So there's there's only there's only one problem I had with the VOD. There's there's one yeah. thing I need I need to pull you up on. There's a yeah. continuity error at the very start of the video, which I'm I'm not letting slide. So there's what? Do you know like um? You, have you ever heard the term continuity error? No. So it's where where one clip doesn't match up with the other clip. Okay. So in clip one, you're standing on top of the roof, holding a knife, combing your hair, mm -hmm. trying to look all cool. And mm -hmm. then the very next clip, it, it makes it look as if it's a continuation and you're just rolling down the roof to so grind the edge of the roof. You're no longer holding the knife in your hand. So those two I mean, those two clips don't match up. <laughs> okay, but you know, I mean, listen, I went up to that roof and I found that knife right on top of that roof. Right. And I was right. like, I was like, oh, look, Omri. It was with Omri. I was like, oh, we got a knife here. All right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's do a little playing. We're already on that Joker thing. So yeah. I was like thinking of the scene from the Joker, you know, when he goes yeah. like, and it, what, what, what was he saying? Yeah, fuck, I forgot. He was like, uh, he was talking to that girl and saying something really funny or whatever. Point is, it just matched up at that moment. And yeah, I mean, I didn't want to do the gap with the knife in my hand. I mean, I don't blame you. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to jump off a roof with a knife in my hand either. Um, but yeah. I was wondering what the story was because I was like, did Bobby just go into his drawer in his kitchen and go, oh, I'm taking this out today? No, no. I mean, I mean, I could have. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but that was not the case this time. So right, you know. okay. Yeah. Um, you're you're very transparent about things in blading. You very much 
are you're happy to discuss details with people. So I'm going to ask you, how well did the VOD do? How like how many? Which how one? much? How much did the, you with Niels? Yeah, it did pretty. I mean, it, I don't know. I think I think a Brosco VOD might sell more. Fair. I mean, that's not that's not a fair comparison. You I should, mean, come on. You should give all the money to Brosco. I don't give a fuck. But uh, we sold about uh, 850 copies. So oh, shit. That's, that's good. I mean, it's good in, in, in the numbers that we know. Yeah. That's... And, yeah, and, and it's about 10, 10 euros each. So, you know, it, there is uh, taxes and not taxes, but like little stuff. Yeah, like PayPal, PayPal, and, stuff. PayPal and Selfie both take, take a... Yeah. So um, we did around 4K... 4k each each euro that's, that's good for a vod yeah i mean it's it's good extra bonus for sure yeah and uh we didn't uh, touch this money yet we keep it for uh, future plans future plans what are the future yeah, plans yeah so, uh, because i don't know there's not too much to talk about right now but you know we we want to stay in the game and we want to stay in the industry. So, you know, we might consider doing stuff together or separate. I don't know, but if it's a brand, if it's product, if it's loads, we're still uh, brainstorming everything with no rush, but yeah. we keep some money on the side uh, basically to make something for blading um just the so idea. nothing's decided yet but you have a little pot of money to you have potential resource there if you do yeah. decide to do something yeah we also have i guess each his own money you know but this is like something we gathered and kept for it to be ours or if we decide to make a project together, let, let's let's throw something in the air. Let's say we want to make a wheels, wheels company. All right. So, you know, with the 4K, uh, with the 8K euros, it's a good head start to start something. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that yeah. makes sense. Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, that's the All plan. Right. Cool. Um, you also had the exclusive section with Omri Bomb, which again was mm -hmm. great. Uh, had again some brilliant skating in it. I think my favorite was the I like the roll up to fast slide on the like steep bank thing. That was quite cool. Roll up to I think it was like back fast slide. What? How can you not remember tricks in your own section? This is <laughs> there's like a steep. It's it looks like a kind of like like barrier thing. It's like a concrete block, and you roll up a really tight transition, and then back fast slide off the end of it. Ah, you can't remember. It's fine. I'll I'll show the clip so other people can see it. Um, I also like the the early one eighty. So you do like a one eighty, and there's there's blind bumps at the top of the stairs, and you jump before the blind bumps, which which has got to make a stair gap scarier. Oh, this one I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it actually added a lot of um, a lot of like it, it's a longer gap, you yeah. know. So it it was like a meter and a half more. Um, 
but there was a lot of run-up, so there was shitloads of speed. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, you know, the faster you are with gaps, the better it is, the less impact. So, I mean, it was a little bit scary to do the first one, but after I jumped, I felt like, oh. I mean, I understand the logic, like the faster you go, the easier it is on your knees. But the faster you go, mm -hmm. if you don't land it, the faster you slam. So that's that's just I more don't. skin you're taking off your body. Mm, I agree, but uh, I don't uh, take that into consideration so much because I land most of my gaps. So it's not, like not trying to act like, like, like I yourself am up. whatever, but it's just you know if you know you lace most of your topsoils then you don't think too much about the one that you yeah. miss every 10 or 20 tries i know so. what you mean. um what was what was the story behind the abandoned uh water slide at the end that is a water slide isn't it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just because of of the corona so all the water parks are closed obviously and I saw uh, some BMX dude just uh, doing something on this ramp. And I was like, oh, shit, we got to go there. You know, it's in Tel Aviv. So it was it was kind of fit because we we the only rule we set for this VOD was we release it by December. And so we finish December, whatever we have, we have. If we don't have anything, we can do Instaclip or we can do whatever video with it, but we release it before December and we skate only in Tel Aviv. So we don't go out of Tel Aviv whatsoever, you know what I mean? And so we did fit right, it's in Tel Aviv, it's a big water slide. I didn't really understand how big it is before I got there, you know? So it was like, um, mm. It was way bigger than it looks. I swear to God, it's huge. It's a building. You know, it's I mean, three, it four looks, stories. It looks pretty you big. Know? You don't, you know, it's not like it, it doesn't do it justice in the footage. On the footage, it looks fucking massive. <laughs> okay, I'm happy you say that because it's it's just one of these things that still it feels like oh, if you were there, you like like just to make to understand, I asked Omri to film one angle with a fisheye from on top. And he said, no fucking way. I'm not standing near the edge of this thing whatsoever. <laughs> you fuck off, I'm standing back down there. I, I don't blame him. I, I don't want to hang off the edge of a cliff with a camera either. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sketchy, but you could slide on your ass, but it's gonna take some skin off your pants. I don't know. Yeah, oh. yeah friction burns like hell. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, but eventually it was cool. It was first try. Well, I did go down that thing two uh, times before, yeah. but I didn't really catch air afterwards. And I didn't really do the cess afterwards. So it was just, I went down that thing two times and I was like, okay, I'm gonna air and then I'm gonna cess. And let's see what, what was happening. I checked the cess slide a little bit before from down. Well. The thing about this spot, and I'm sure you cannot see this one in the camera. So imagine there is a ramp, right? And this ramp is designed for you to go down with the, with the- uh, like rubber, rubber ring or a float. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So 
it is designed for you to slow down, right? Because if there's water and if if the rubber, if the, the thing, if it goes too fast, you're gonna go slide off, you know? So for it to slow down, they kind of designed it a little bit uh, the other way around from normal pair pump, which means they kind of bumped it out like towards the ramp. So you can imagine if this is the ramp, they did bumps that goes like, so they are, they are not like super bumps, not like something that is unscatable, but it's just super weird because yeah. it edges out and back in, in a very small angles, you know? So what that means is if you are down at the bottom of the ramp, you cannot go up. It's impossible to go up. There's only much you can push from side to side. And at some point, maybe middle of the whole thing, that's it. You cannot take more speed. I don't know how to explain it. And it, I tried. Obviously, I wanted to go as up as I can before I go down to fill it. But it only, I only got halfway. And then there, there's no, you cannot push it anymore because it's just not designed like that. Yeah, and no the middle reason, yeah. part is also not big enough for you to like so it's like you know okay and that that was the the, the what's hard about this whole thing um aside from being big but eventually as big as it is it's just a ramp but the way design made it kind of oh my gosh yeah it looks it looks really tight because the ramp is so mm -hmm. steep on one side and the other transition is like facing onto it. It's not like there's any flat or anything. So if you, if you misjudge or misbalance on the way down, you're just crashing oh. into a wall. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. I don't know if, I don't know. It's, I think if you fall on the way down, I think you can get hurt really bad. Yeah. Like really bad. If you fall very fast, when you go down very fast, Maybe you can slide on your shoulder or on your ass all the way down. Okay. But if you're with the, with the full speed down and something goes wrong, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't that's, know. That's maybe you don't get up. Yeah, that's you a know, trip like, to the hospital, guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. You go sleep. Um, but it didn't happen, so. <laughs> glad to hear it. Um, so that's, that's two VODs now that you've made where you've split with people why first off why why are you doing joint vod's and second when are we going to see a solo vod um i don't think there is a very particular reason it just happened and also like i enjoy skating with my friends, you know, like, like skating is, is for me, it's the, it's the communication, you know what I mean? And uh, of course, sometimes I do solo sessions and fun, whatever, but well, for, for it to work, for me to do a solo VOD, I need, uh, mm, I need everything to work around it. So basically, let's say if I'm with Omri, 
it would be better if Omri also wants to make his own solo BOD or something. You know what I mean? At the same time. Because I will not push him. I, if I cannot pay him money, I will not push him to just come film me. You know, like maybe if I get some support for it and maybe I go somewhere and meet a videographer who, you know what I mean, who wants to make like a project and he's a videographer. Cool, but it just doesn't feel right to go skate with my friends and take all the clips uh, for my solo thing, you know? I think, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like as in, it's not fair to make them work and have to spend all that time filming and especially if something takes a lot of attempts or you have to you know travel a little bit for it when they don't get anything in return unless like i'm i think i'm a good filmer so obviously if they want to do something in the same time like for example i work with this uh good friend of mine who is a scooter and he wants to film for his good stuff and i want to film my own stuff and it doesn't really clash together so it it works i whatever i get is for me whatever he gets is for him so we go to a spot i get the trick he films me we move forward he gets the trick i film him and then go separate ways and this is cool but i don't know i just i just you know there is, I also like the together, I like the, I don't know, I like the blading, like, um, like collaborating, yeah, collaborating, you know? like work, working with people, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's what, I, I don't know, it's, uh, I, and I don't get that enough as well, because my friends are always busy or whatever, blah, blah, and, uh, a lot of the times I find myself filming with the with the camera guy alone. And there's even nobody to make a fucking sound when you land the trick. Yeah, you know like no I mean? like no like cheering or celebration or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's depressing, you know. But it is what it is and it's fine and 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 I mean I don't push the guys too much. It needs to come from them. If they want to go out and do it together, let's go. If no, it's okay. I'm going to keep working with whoever I can, whenever I can. And because this is my job, I need to make it work. You know, if, if for any reason there's nobody to film me in Israel, I take a bag and go somewhere else. You know, like, yeah, it is what it is. Now it's working. Okay. Um, we never talked about this the last time I interviewed you and I've kind of seen on social media how you interact with people or sometimes get criticism. You are like a very divisive figure in blading. So some people love you and love your skating, but then there's a lot of people that are very critical of you and, you know, either tricks that you do or sections that you put out or things that you say. What, what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about the way people in the blading community like judge you whether it's negatively or positively well first of all they probably don't know me so you know it's very easy to judge somebody you don't know or just the just the out 
out skin or you know what I mean like the, whatever they see it's just the the tip of the eyes of who I am you know what I mean so it's very easy to judge um and also I don't know I guess that I um I have different um uh, how do I say it I have like different skills and different values or different things that I bring to blading that maybe people don't always um, they don't see it or don't always appreciate it in a sense that they value tricks or bangers I don't know or whatever they are used to from their own time and maybe they think somebody who is in a position of being um fuck my, my words don't come easy today um a position of being like recognized and having a fans or crowd or big follower accounts or big views or what pro status whatever maybe they think that it all has to do with what they know which is about tricks but maybe i brought other stuff to the game that is just as if not more important than the tricks you know what i mean maybe they cannot appreciate it i don't know maybe I, I i don't think about it too much but it's just something that comes in my head you know like i i kind of brought the whole insta clips game into blading it wasn't mine i didn't invent it but i brought it into blading and the majority of blading right now is instagram and insta clipping and all kinds of uh, even even where it got to this point where people are doing like a quick clip, like Joatkinson doing like a quick clip with a with a, some kind of flip, and then it rewinds. You know who who even brought rewind blading in in Instagram? You know what I mean? So. It's just one thing I can mention that I brought to the game, and maybe this is why I get uh, I got the recognition and the uh, status or whatever. And I don't know, maybe not everybody see it as as value, but I guess companies do, and some skaters do, and some skaters say, "Hey, you didn't lock this top side, or <laughs> oh, you didn't spin the other way, yeah. or you didn't use the." You know, like, and these things that don't don't disturb me that much. You know, like I skate what I, I I'm critical about what disturbs me, or what does not. And let me tell you this: if I see a full video and the guy skated only in his right foot, I couldn't care less because I don't watch his right foot or left foot. I can recognize switch, and I know, hey, this was switch. That's sick. But in general, it it doesn't concern me, you know. Like I I watch. I watch the filming. I watch what he wore, like 
loading wise i watch his hands the style is uh i don't know the background you know what how close or how open they filmed it how it looks with the background how the variety of the spots that he used that he skates everything and not only rail 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 or only gap 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 or i mean it's easy to fall for that i fall for that too sometimes i go to my comfort zone hey i, I can do gaps so i'm i'm gonna do another gap today but eventually i watch the full video and i'm like shit i need more variety i have too many gaps which would happen in gut game eventually i would say i had too too many gaps you know it would be nice if i could change them but it is what it is and it's fine yeah so you know i watch a lot of other stuff and for me there's other stuff that makes me feel the thrill makes me feel the fire to go out and skate to go out and create to go out and make a video to you know i listen to the music i listen to the skating with the beat i you know there's there's little stuff that makes me feel like mm, like emotions and it's not about the tricks for me so yeah i know what you mean um it's yeah it's the whole package like how someone you know looks on skates how they make the trick look and it doesn't necessarily have to be the most technical trick um one thing i did want to ask you about is though because you don't just get criticism from people in the community you also have in the past received criticism from fellow professionals you know i remember you brought up a post that chris farmer made and he was basically making fun of you and i can't remember what it was like he referred to you like as a like a fairy or a princess or a ballerina or something does no, it no, does yeah. it bother you when like fellow pros because fellow professionals know what it feels like to get criticism because especially someone like chris farmer you know he's he's received quite a lot of criticism himself so does it bother you when you get it from people that you know you respect or people that should understand your situation better um let's split the answer to two first of all it's actually a mistake they they actually didn't say anything bad i right, okay i talked to uh kevin kevin um kevin Yi. Kevin yeah, yeah. Right, okay yeah so I talked to him and he explained to me the situation and, and it's basically just jokes this is how they called a true porn star cess right or a porn star or ugly porn star cess whatever they called it uh the princess right okay so I took it wrong there right, was so no it was explanation just, yeah, so it was just there was no explanation okay. with it yeah so and uh, and also it didn't hurt me at the time it happened. Like I, uh, I think I kind of developed a little bit of understanding that you cannot be loved by everybody. And I mean, come on, Leo Messi is being hated and Cristiano Ronaldo is being hated and they are both the best at what they do. And it is what it is, you know, people fucking hate you and it's fine. And some people are like, they are from their community and some people is other pros. And I guess other pros sometimes don't understand me as well. And it's okay. And uh, maybe they don't know me. Maybe they don't understand me. 
maybe they don't fuck with how I talk, with how I present things, with how I skate. Um, I heard many stories in my little time, two, three years being a pro in this. I heard many stories that people think that I think of myself or I think of myself as a, like as I'm a good skater or and this is why some of the pros don't follow me on Instagram for example which is which is funny it's it's come on we are like we're like 30 pros in the whole fucking scene and you guys make a selection like come on we can support each other we can do so much more but whatever it's fine it's their ego it's their it, if they have a problem it's their problem for real it's not mine i'm i'm cool i'm fine i do what i can i skate how i can i skate the best i can i go create content i create massive amounts of content from what i know from in comparison to some other pros not all of them some of them are just at the level or even more but you know, create content. I I do I do my job as a pro skater. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know and, what you mean. And yeah. it's also subject we can talk about that. You know, somebody, whoever, not mentioning any names, but somebody said something along the lines of, "I don't have any skaters in my city." Right. Sorry. And right. You, okay. So you mean as in that that pro complained about not having anyone to skate with in their city? Yeah. So right. just just like what is your job what is your fucking job tell me if to you don't promote, have to promote bleeding if you're a professional rollerblader or a professional skater however you want to call it and you don't have skaters in your city like, oh, who the fuck what what i don't have an answer for that you know what i mean like i i don't know what to say to the guy besides bro Take a deep look at yourself and what you're doing and ask yourself if you're doing everything you can to be to, to promote the sport, you know what I mean, as a professional skater. Now, maybe this guy doesn't get any money. Maybe he doesn't give a fuck. Maybe he just want to do whatever he wants to do, and I understand that. I understand that, really. Part of me really understand that. But... I think in a couple of years from now, maybe not yet, but in a couple of years from now, there, there will be no place for such statements because pro skaters should know their job. And their job is not only to lace tricks. And their job is not only to smash a handrail with a hurricane topsail. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I do find it really strange when... Now, it's not many pro skaters, but some pro skaters say really sweeping statements like, I don't understand what's expected of me, or I didn't understand what my sponsor wanted from me, or it wasn't made clear. And it's like, without being too harsh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what is expected from a pro skater. You know, you're expected to make a name for yourself and be visible. You're expected to produce regular content and you're expected to promote the brands that sponsor you. That's it. Like it's not it's not difficult. So I I just I don't I can understand why there might be like specifics that are unclear. Like if a sponsor doesn't say to you, "Oh, we want this amount of edits or we want 
this amount of you know social media content or did it if they don't tell you like you know give you a ballpark of what you're expected to achieve and that's fine but just saying that you don't know what's expected of you isn't really an acceptable answer because even if they don't tell you it's your job to find out like if if you don't know what your book company wants you to do ask them Mm -hmm. you got a lot to say say what do you want from me it's uh i think uh, it's very deep very deep conversation because i feel like um the self-esteem of the pro skaters was so low or or maybe it's not about self-esteem sometimes maybe it's about just not being aware enough that it seemed like um the company would talk to you whenever they talk to you and tell you whenever they tell you what you need to do where you need to go and aside from that there is no conversation most pros i met in my lifetime don't get any money or if they do it's very small money and they don't ask and they think oh you know this company told me nobody gets money so nobody gets money you know Come on, like you, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like fuck off. I don't skate for your company. That's it. Walk away, and have some fucking self-esteem and self-respect, and know, understand your value, in a way that you have to understand marketing, and you have to understand that uh, money comes with consuming, right? So you have to understand that if you have views and engagement, then that equals money for companies, right? And this is like basic, basic, basic stuff. You don't have to go to college or whatever to understand that. And you're like a, you're like a, some kind of commercial for companies. They they make money from your commercial. You have to look down deep at, at what you do and really uh, figure your value in comparison to other pros, in comparison to other sports, in comparison to whatever, you know? So, for example, I cannot say with my 20K followers, I cannot say I want to get the money Messi gets, right? Because he has uh, 100 blah, blah, blah million uh, followers and he has a million views per two minute in a post, right? So you have to understand what's the value in money for that. But you have 10 or 15K, right? And you can say, okay, I look at, uh, let's say Nils Jensen's, he has 50K followers. He make, uh, I guess, between 20 and 30K views uh, in center, how do you say it? Like, Sometimes like, more, sometimes like, like average, yeah. Average, right? 20, 30K views. He has X amount of likes and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, because we try to keep it transparent that let's say he makes X, Y, Z money. You know what? You can go and ask him plus minus how much he makes, right? Oh, I've, and then I've, you can go I've already to, asked him, yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking, I'm talking now in the eyes of the of the pro or the upcoming pro skater or you know yeah. what i mean 
And then you're pro church. I'm I'm offended at that. Are you telling me that I'm I'm never going to be no, pro? No, no, why no, no, why no. am I not going to be pro? No, you're saying I'm not good enough, do... Bobby. No, you're already a pro. Come on. This this you interview's just... over. I'm 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 offended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will make you a pro product as soon oh, as sweet. I get my company. Cool. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Easy. I got you. So yeah, you know, uh, just ask these questions, value yourself, understand your work. Like, it's so important. I don't know. I wish I wish I could have this conversation in front of all the guys who skate and all the guys who are like pro skaters. And of course, I don't expect everybody to do what I do because I do it one way and this guy can do it another way. Yeah. And there's yeah. plenty of ways to do it. You know what I, I, mean? I, I think that's the issue. I think a lot of skaters don't understand their value and just accept what they're given. Or not only, it's not that they don't accept it, they just don't question it or they don't because they're scared that if they do, they'll get dropped and another sponsor won't pick them up or they'll become known as difficult and other brands won't want to approach them. And that is something I want to ask you about because you're very transparent about what you earn. I mean, I remember a Facebook post, and I can't remember the details, but you basically broke down your contract and what you yeah, get pretty much, yeah. and what's expected from you in return. Mm -hmm. And you invited other pro skaters to do the same. Do you ever get any backlash about that from either your sponsor or other skaters? Because huh. most most other skaters don't openly admit what they get from their sponsors. Oh, their they're, they're very secretive about it. Mm-hmm. Other skaters can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care if they have anything to say as well. But uh, the companies, I I talk to them before. I'm not, you know, I'm not stupid, right? I make a move. I tell them, hey, listen, I want to be transparent about my money. Yeah. And is it cool with you guys? If they say, no, I want to hear why not. And maybe I can change their mind because I... I think that I, there is a reason behind. I'm not trying to flash, like, oh, listen, I make money because I don't. It's small yeah, money. Well, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not that much money. Yeah, it's a joke, but at the same time, it is what it is, and that's the most important part at the end of the day, right? It's not about trying to be too humble and it's not about trying to be too flashy it's about saying things how they are and people can take it however the fuck they want but it is what it is so you know like i will give you an example let's say somebody comes to me in the street and asks me hey are you good at rollerblading can i say yes without being too flashy or trying to I don't know, like somebody say, oh, look at this guy. He says to this random guy, oh, he's good. He think of himself. But sometimes there is reality. I'm not saying I'm the best in the world. I'm not saying everybody should lick my balls. I'm not saying none of that. <laughs> it's just it's just a typical question. Yeah, you, and there's nothing. For a random there's, guy. Yeah, for this random guy, am I a good skater? Yes. There's, there's nothing fun. wrong with owning your ability. And yeah, if someone, yeah, if someone exactly. says to you, are you good? You can be like, yeah, I can, I can hold my own. That doesn't, that doesn't make you arrogant. It, you know, exactly. It, yeah. And the same thing with the money and being transparent about everything. It's okay. This is what I make. This is what I have to give. And also for kids who maybe see it and maybe have questions. Like, let's say I'm a 15 years old. And I like Alex Brosco. I like Nils Jensen's, whatever. And I want to think, oh, I see this Instagram. Like, 
I want to ask Alex, because I know about Neil, so I'm not giving him as an example, but I want to ask Alex, Alex, do you make money from rollerblading? Who the fuck knows? I would like to think yes, but this is the thing, even me and, and Niels and other people that maybe is not super close friends with Alex don't know if what if he makes money. And it's it, it we I don't want to go into his pockets, you know. I don't want to know what is he making for any reason to use it. I just want to know if the guy's making money. Fuck. And if not, it's a fucking shame. And he should make fucking money, you know. And fine. He doesn't want to say it. He doesn't want to talk about it. Perfect. It's his. I'm, I got nothing to say yet, you know, it's his, but I just think there's another way. And I think it needs to be more transparent. And I think part of the reason why we have all of these problems with pro skaters and pro companies and boot companies and wheel companies and whatever, because there's so many sneaky shit going on yeah. because nobody knows who's earning what. So I, I agree. I'm going to finish with that. If let's say Roses decide to make someone else, let's put uh, whoever, I don't know, they're gonna make you tomorrow a pro skater, right? And you know what I make, and you know what Nils make, and you can see, okay, you're the, you, you can at least have some kind of, okay, I have less uh, following them, I have less engagement in them, I have less, uh, um, how do you say, like I'm less ears in the company. You know, so I'm just new coming. So it's okay if they gave me a deal that is less than them, but still it's not it's not like they get a thousand euro a month and you get let's say two euros a month, and then it makes no sense. But maybe for your first year as a pro skater for this company, upcoming skater, with the amount of engagement you have, for example, Neil gets more money than me. And I think it's just fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... It's fair. And it yeah. is what it is. So well, if a new skater comes, if you come, you will let's, know. Let's get this straight doing. right now. When when I get my pro wheel scene, Sorry, when I get my pro wheel scene Rossi skate, I want more money than you because I've been running wheel scene. I've been running wheel scene longer than you've been a pro rollerblader. So I figure I deserve Fair. I deserve more royalties Fair. than you do. Fair. I will send you some money. <laughs> <myself. laughs> I, I will give you. I will. Take a cut from my salary and send you a little that's, bit. That's all I ask. Um, it's not much anyhow, so, you know. So for the people that didn't see the Facebook post, because obviously some people don't use Facebook, um, can you, how, like, what kind of royalties did you get off your ProScape? Like, how did it, how did it work out? It's 2.5 euros a skate sold. And, and how many then, skates were sold? I think around 800 plus. Okay. I don't know if they sold. I think they sold out completely. It's about 840, whatever. Um, and then there is royalties for other skates as well. For yeah, skates. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And there is, uh, there is also royalties for things that are sold, uh, in Rose's uh, website. So it's yeah. also higher royalties if it's sold there. If it's a pro skate, it's a 10 euro. 
if it's uh, uh i actually don't remember sorry wait sorry sorry what because didn't you just say you got two euros something royalty on your if they sell it to shops right okay but if, if they, they if they sell directly, if they sell your pro skate directly you get 10 euros exactly got you right okay do you so, do you think that's a fair royalty or do you think that it could be higher i think it could be higher 100 percent and we we're talking about it and there is uh, things to consider there and they i mean we had like a, we had multiple conversations about it um we still didn't come to an agreement one of the agreements we came through is having this 10 euro royalties uh, via rose's website um and we're still checking this i mean personally i want it to be more i think it can be more but they have their own uh oh, how do you say it like why they can't or yeah they have well they have they have expenses that most pro skaters don't understand as well such as tax exactly. and distribution and you know salaries and shops and raising and yeah. the price yeah. of the skates and this and that i think that there is still room to talk i think let's see you know we're working in the future right now i i, I have a salary that is pretty decent in you know in probably in, in, in bleeding or, terms yeah yes so like i also try not to be you know again it's your it's evaluating yourself trying not to be you know overthinking that you deserve that or this when you're already getting some but it's also not also degrading yourself too much that like they will tell you hey you take this and shut the fuck up no and we, we're having conversation and sometimes we're having a, like a heavy discussions like no i think this i think that yeah well, it's, 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 it's just about finding a balance and being respectful. You know, you can you can state what you believe your value is and how you think there's ways to achieve that without, you know, starting a fight or being aggressive or being exactly. you know, obnoxious. Exactly. Yeah. It's also something you have to learn in your life to have a, the, not, not even a discussion, but like... A, Negotiating like, skills. Like a real yeah negotiations and also to not get angry or not get too fired up when you get a no yeah and i i don't give up on that i believe this is me talking okay bobby nothing to do with any company okay this is just me talking right now i believe that all Pro skaters royalties should go up to at least 10 euros okay if it means raising the whole market uh like price yeah um i think it's necessary because uh i see the numbers so let's say it's between 500 and 2000 skates in production uh right now i'm like in the whole scale okay from what the numbers i know not only roses or whatever 
all together. Even uh, John Julio posted uh, openly that he made one thousand and something. Yeah, he says one. Yeah, made one thousand pairs of skates for certain models. Yeah. So we know it's between five hundred and two thousand pairs. This is right now the the, the structure of the market. Nobody's going to make five thousand tomorrow. Okay, yeah. this is what we. Know. And then if we look at about 10 euro royalty, then we're talking about between 5K and uh, um, 20K, okay? If we're talking 10 euros, okay? Between 5K and 20K for pro product, right? And which is um, kind of fair in comparison to the market. I'm sorry, you cannot get 100 euros for every skate, you know, if we manage to raise up the, the whole market uh, production levels to 5K or 10K, like it used to be, you know what I mean? Then then if you have a 10K, then a pro skater can make a 100K for his pro product. Now, why I think it's so important, because I think also futuristic that pro skater can have a bunch of money and if he's smart he can put this money back into blading and stay in the game and there's a lot of value to this value that some i believe that some people may miss because having the people not have to leave the game to do whatever the fuck they do and stay in the game and make more competitions and make more uh you know Competition is healthy. It's good for everybody, right? You maybe you lose a few sales because this company right now is more, more uh, valued or whatever, but the whole production together goes up, right? So it's not like it's not like if one company can go from making 1,000 skate to making 10k skate, and then the other companies will only stay at 1k you know they will all rise to three to four whatever even the, if that company is making the best they're super great whatever you know what i mean yeah i know yeah so the, there's more companies there's more media coverage there is more pros there is more there's more more this is what we need right we need more more kids more people more newcomers more uh being more on tv being more on social media being more on tiktok right and it seems that we are not working together at all to make it more because a pro skater is not even following another pro skater. And this company is not making a collaboration with that company. And, and there's a big beef, you know, all of this shit. And there's, yeah, there's definitely, that is, in my opinion, one of Blading's biggest problems is that everyone seems to be working towards their own agenda instead of working towards a unified group so it's like yeah like you said like brands working against each other instead of with each other or skaters instead of work working towards blading yeah they don't understand that there's a bigger cause more than sales more than production there's blading you know and and this is the if everybody works towards blading together, blading grows, everybody grows, everybody makes more money. And I think that one of the things that will change this and will help everybody is if we can help 
pro skaters because rollerblading like let, let, let's try sure i'm not a scientist i don't know whatever the fuck i'm talking about right but it's just in my brain in my little ideas right if we kind of try to um to split everything and first thing we have is the the concept which is rollerblading right which is uh um aggressive in line whatever it came from skates it came from here blah 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 but first we have the, the on top of the pyramid the pyramid is the concept which is the sport itself right just like football is football you know without crowd without blah blah, blah but it's football which is taking the ball with your goddamn foot and scoring it into the net or passing a play, right? There's the game first. So then we have rollerblading, which is the game. Then we have the uh, people who want to participate in this sport, right? I guess before even the people, we can put the companies, the boot companies, because we need the product. We cannot do it without the product, right? So we need the boot companies. Then we need pros, shops, uh, retailers, uh, wheels, uh, new companies, blah, 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 websites, wheels in, BMAG, zubi, 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 blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't even okay. think about naming other people, right? I'm not, don't, don't dare name any other media sources, right? Sorry. That's, that's not acceptable. <laughs> I follow these guys. So, <laughs> so, right, and... Now the pro skaters are somewhere in that top of that pyramid, and because they are like the dream, right? They are they are one of the most important. Uh, well, they're they're they they're what's selling spinning. the idea of the sport. They sell the skill level. They sell the the crew vibe. They sell the the dream of what rollerblading is. Exactly because. If there will be only companies and consumers, let's see what happens, right? But it seems that, and this is a very big mistake in my opinion, it seems that because the companies, well, first of all, rollerblading in the 90s was for granted. The idea of rollerblading was selling itself. Yeah. We understand, right? Yeah, it was a massive it was boom, new. Yeah. It was fresh. You didn't need nobody. Technically, you needed people because it helped and it brought more people and it helped grow. And there is the pioneers like uh, oh, fuck, I forgot his name. I'm so bad today. If, if we're like, talking about rollerblade, rollerblades. Edwards, Chris, like, Chris well, Edwards. Even, even before right? that, there was the, there was the awesome brothers that basically came up with it in the first place. But yeah. So the pioneers, the pioneers of of tricks of aggressive. So you yeah, know, like, progressive. And these people have pushed, but the idea for itself was right there, and it was for granted. But after a couple of years, uh, things were not for granted anymore. And now it takes work. Now it takes people to do their fucking job for it to work. You know what I mean? Because the idea of rollerblading is not for granted, especially 
sorry, the idea of progressive inline yeah. skating yeah, no, is yeah, not yeah. for granted anymore. You know what I mean? And now you need pros, and now you need people to push it. Now you need uh, idols for the kids. Now you need, uh, you know, faces for your company. And some companies, unfortunately, are very much mistaken things because they have the structure. So they have the production, and then they have the shops or retailers or whatever people who take it from there you know and they sell it right this is why you see without mentioning any names you see a company put up a boot out without the skaters even having the boot because they think they don't need the skaters yeah there's there's, there's definitely and, and you know what they are also right they're right they don't need the skaters and let me tell you why to a because there's extent. other skaters there's other skaters but of course, we all know that these companies that we're talking about are at a very low, um, uh, how do I say it, like reputation right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're People not. They're not respected. These, these companies. Yeah. yeah. But they still, they can still work if they want, like this. If they think, um, we don't care about blading that much. We got some other things going. So we got we can produce these 300 pairs. It's gonna sell itself. We still have the the mechanism. We still have the you know the whole system working for us. And fuck it, you know. And they're right. It's gonna work for a certain to a certain extent. But as blading is gonna grow, they will have to step up or they will stay. Yeah, there's not there's only that. so long you can get. Exactly. I understand what you mean. There's there's brands that are basically living off their legacy now. And they think that the name of their brand alone is enough to sell the skate. And it is for now because they're selling small now. numbers. But when other other brands are overtaking them and soon it's going to get to the point where they overtake them enough that that brand's in a lot of trouble. And that will happen over the course yeah. of a few and they years. Will stay. Yeah. They will stay and there will be no room for these brands. Or if there will be, there will just be still these small brands that do whatever and it's fine they have this whole system going you know they take everything for granted cool whatever but and 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 look look at it look at it look at it like there's the same brands almost since you know what i mean since so many for, years for the most part yeah a lot there's a lot of no the brands room. have been around since the 90s yeah there is no room for other people to come in because this is the this is the game changer here because the, you need a certain amount of money to even start yeah right so the product the product itself is costly you know what i mean so when we're talking we have the we have the sport and then we have the product and the product is not so easy to start producing it takes money and it takes time and it's also not so worthy in a sense of how much time will it take you to roll it back? You know, it's not going to take too much if you make everything nice and good, but even to start, you know, it's it's not easy. It's, it's like buying a house in some countries, you know. Plus problems arise and there is always going to be, even, even the most perfect product is going to have issues. Things are going to break. People are going to want returns. You're going to have to, you know, swallow that. So, yeah. There's, there's all. It doesn't matter who you are, what brand you are. Every, everyone has products that, you know, fail. Mm -hmm. 
and, and it's not easy to begin. And if you have pro skaters, like people who genuinely love the sport, because if I'm a businessman and I got like a hundred thousand dollars on the side waiting to invest in something, I will not invest in rollerblading because it's a fucking, it's a dying sport, right? So maybe 30 years ago, I would because it's a rising sport, but now yeah. not. it's not. So now all, all we have is each other. And but who is willing to invest in this sport? Those who really love it, right? Because it's not a good, it's not necessarily a good business deal. Yeah, there's there's better places to invest your money and for a return. Exactly, yeah. especially a fucking hundred k dollars, right? But at the same time, if you really love road dating and you do it, and you're doing everything right and you have what it takes then you're probably going to make this money back and make more and it's going to work out for you nice but it's not it's not anyways it's not what pushes you to do it what pushes you is the love to the sport and uh, yeah you know what i mean like john no, Hungry i get not make them skates to be rich yeah Come on. we all know that. he loves rollerblading he want to stay in rollerblading and that's what we admire about what he does. Let's be open. 908 was shit skates. I tried them. They were shit. Doesn't matter. We love you. The we first, know you do it for I'll, the first I'll, one. I'll agree with you. The first one, the plastic wasn't right. The plastic was too soft. The sole plates were too skinny. But the, the second generation of them, I, I think were still a good skate. I didn't try. I heard they were good. They, they were, are good they, right they now. Were a, they were a lot more improved, yeah. The, the very first ones they released, though, there were. But then, weirdly, some people liked that. Some people liked that they were soft. and Yeah, squishy, like yeah. back in the day when all you do is grinds and you don't yeah. need to do anything. Else. But I, I, but, uh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, and it's cool. But again, I'm not trying to say anything bad. I, I'm trying to put it as it is. The first product was not good, but nobody gives a fuck because... We know he's here for the sport, not for the millions. So take your time, make another one, make a third one, make a fourth one. Everybody will wait and and it's fine. And this is how it should be. And, and I respect that. And it's great. You know what I mean? And now he has a decent product and everything is working. And another company in the game who's, who's doing a lot of work and if they understand it or not, them skates are good for roses and roses is good for them skates, you know, whether they like it or they don't, if they want to fight about it or they don't. If there is even a beef, doesn't matter. It's healthy for both of them. There's more content, more competition, more things to work on, more, you know, as a company owners, <clears throat> they push the pros to do more, you know, I mean, healthy healthy stuff and let's say let's take tiktok right now for example you know in my city we, we start this conversation about this guy who doesn't have skaters in his city in my city pretty much daily there's 20 rollerbladers in the skate park and there's up to 50 rollerbladers in the city that are under 18 years old right mm -hmm. and this is a city of uh, 100 something thousand people you know what i mean like motherfuckers they don't have these numbers somewhere like in 
huge cities of million people. You know what I mean? And I'm not taking all the credit because it's not only because of me. There's other people who are responsible for that as well, who's dedicated and they go to the skate park and just skate. Blah, blah, blah. But one of the reasons that I see a lot of rise and a lot of newcomers into blading is because of TikTok. You know, I made a good impression in TikTok. I get, I made good numbers. Now, TikTok is also funny because, well, if I have a thousand views on TikTok, it's a thousand, 90, 80, 50% of them is kids under 18 and from your area. What fuck more do you need to know? What the fuck more do you need to know? You know what I mean? Just food content, bro. Just, you have, a, you have TV to show to kids but you're too cool. You you think it's better to fucking drink your beer and and have fucking forty years old guys who are not skating anymore licking your balls as if you're that good at skating? I mean, come on, do do your fucking job. I, I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't give a fuck. It does. I'm not pointing anyone. You have a fucking TV for kids to just fuck, man. I get so angry. I agree. Before you get annoyed, let's move swiftly onto another subject because this could go down a massive rabbit hole and last for hours. Mm. At Winter Clash, you mentioned that your first pro skate, so obviously it's in the background, can see it, and it's got the, the pink Rosie's logo. Mm -hmm. You said that you wanted the entire skate to be pink, but Rosie's Very wouldn't true. go for it because they thought it was just too, it was too much of an ask. It was too risky. Given mm -hmm. the popularity of the the Bladies Aeon, which is a full pink skate, do mm -hmm. you think Rosies regret that decision? If they regret, I don't know, because this skate sold out and it was a good, it was a success. It sold out very fast in the shops. I'm not even talking in Rosies, in the shops. Two, three months, you couldn't find it anymore. So and that's that's great, but the Aeon. I regret it. Yeah, like the Aeon was the first skate of its type. Like it was the first all pink aggressive skate. Whereas that could have been I regret it. It could have I, been your pro skate. Yeah. Yeah. It it could have been and should have been in my opinion, but uh, like we said, negotiations and I, I said it's gonna work. They said they're not sure. But I also thought like I mean it's also my first pro skate. So I guess part of me was also a little bit insecure if it's the right move, but I can openly say I wanted it to happen. Eventually, uh, we decided to do something else. It's not like they completely pushed me off of it, like, yo, it's not going to happen. Choose another color. No, <laughs> it was more of a conversation and like, yeah. listen, I think this, we think that, but we can say that my next pro skate which will come soon well that's what i was wondering because that... you've been you've been promising everyone this since last year since the start of last year saying you've got a second pro skate coming so what what can you tell us about Corona, it Corona, Corona pushed it back a little bit but not not too much it was supposed to be end of 2000 uh like 2020 and and it's gonna be 2021, but this time 
we went pretty crazy with the colors and the combination and I I think it's the like listen I'm gonna say it right here and now I think it's the best looking skate ever made for sure the best looking skate M12 and they made a bunch of M12s for so, me so you again, did give away me, something that's it's gonna be a pro M12 yeah it's a pro M12 for sure I I ride M12 come on yeah. I don't I I actually don't like the fifth that much like I I know many people who do. I mean, you, yeah, just because you're sponsored by the brand doesn't mean you have to like all their products. You can have your favorites. I tried. I tried. I really did. And I was like, nope, nothing works. So, yeah, I, fuck, man. The new Pro Skate is, and it, it was also such a risk. It's even, Pink is not even close to the amount of risk that we took with this one in a way that, and you you make like, it you make it sound like it's gonna come out looking like I don't know a yellow highlighter or something. <laughs> You're it's like almost we're as we're, crazy, in, we're introducing man. we're introducing glow in the dark highlighter skate. Yeah, no, no, it's not that crazy. You're right, it's not that crazy. But I mean, the the color selection and the combination is is uh, I mean, at least for me, the first one. Well, I'll tell you a little bit about the process. I actually looked in fashion to find the colors. Well, the color of the boot itself, I had a pants in this color. I sent to the team manager. She was like, this is super cool. I think I have something that fits right how you like it. Like pretty much the same as whatever I just showed her. So she took that, she sent me a picture of that color. We were like, whoa, that's great. Let's move forward. And then we had to combine it with stuff. So the you know the first thing we wanted to do is kind of like well at least i wanted because i was a little bit scared it was like all black and then this color but she was like I, i'm being honest she was like listen all our skates is all black in this color let's let's go wild and i was like okay let's research and we said we did a research for this color and I looked into fashion and jewelry of all kinds of shit, you know. And then I found a couple of combinations. She found another combination and eventually we mixed it all together into this one product. And first time I saw it, I was like, yo, listen, I don't know, is, is this gonna sell anything? Like we're really doing this shit. And and I was I was skeptical all the way through, and I think also she was, even though she didn't want to show me that she is. You know, she was like, oh, no, no, I think it's gonna work. But somewhere, I think we were both like, is it gonna work? But when the skate arrived, when the skate arrived, she got it first, and she told me, listen, this is the best thing, and I was like. Yo, I don't even believe you. And then when it arrived to my house, I opened the box and I was like, what is this? Is it beautiful? Is it not? I was still confused. But the day or a couple of hours later, I kept looking at it and kept looking at it. And I was like, that's the bomb. And when I skated with it, it was the bomb of all bombs. You know, that's where it ended for me. And since then, I don't even remember the moment when i saw it and i thought yo what the fuck is it good is it not 
yeah that's my story about the skates well yeah you've you've already shown me it but now i can't show or tell anyone until after the skate's released so that's infuriating Mm -hmm. but um Mm -hmm. yeah i I would say it's a good looking skate um i wanted to talk right there's a couple more things i wanted to ask you about roses obviously they have given pro skates to people who have never had pro skates before they've they've made people pro who other brands overlooked and that's obviously skaters like you and Yuto Goto who both got pro skates which is an incredibly positive thing mm-hmm. you know neither of you guys have ever had a pro skate before neither of you guys were ever really on a pro team before and mm-hmm. then there's obviously Nels and you know Joe Atkinson got his first pro skate with the brand but for all the positivity there's also been negativity attached to the brand and that's with mm-hmm. Joe leaving with Stefan leaving and with Chad leaving and they were all very vocal about not being happy, mm-hmm. not necessarily with the brand. In fact, most most of their anger seemed to be directed at the team manager. They didn't like how they were spoken to by the team manager. They didn't like how things were communicated or they felt like they were being disrespected. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing as someone that stays on has stayed on the team and you've obviously seen all these people come and go, like what your what your view on the whole thing is from a distance. I mean, I I had some struggles with the team manager as well sometimes, but I don't just leave. I handle this shit. So you take it where you want from here. I don't so, know. So you you feel just, you feel as if they could have they could have communicated better. I don't know what better. they could have done. I really don't know. I I really I. Honestly, I honestly don't know all the details and yeah. I don't know all the stories from their point of view. So I always ask, like, hey, what the fuck happened? And I hear whatever I hear from the, let's say, the team manager point of view or some other writer's point of view, if they know anything. But not so often I heard it from the guys who left. I mean, for me, I'm happy. And with the things I'm not happy, I discuss and talk about. And just like talked before, I openly said that I want 10 euros for Crosscade Sold. But for now, it's a no. It doesn't mean I leave tomorrow. It's for now. I will keep pushing. I will keep trying. And I hope it will, because I think it, I think it, this needs to apply for all the companies, right? I mean, of course, there's them skates who already pushed it more. And, ah, sorry. I also heard that uh, Adapt Brand is paying more than that as well. Um, the Adapt, as far as I'm aware, do pay the highest amount of royalties in blading to a pro skater. But, possible. Oh no! It's, it's it's not it's not like I I know for a fact they pay like okay them them have said what they pay and they've been open about what they pay like for Danny Beer, I know that Adapt pay higher than that, but mm-hmm. Adapt produce a lot less skates and yeah. Adapt don't have the costs that those other brands have because Adapt make the skates themselves, so they don't have mm-hmm. employees to pay. Obviously, they've got materials to pay and you know machinery and things like that but they don't mm-hmm. they're they're not paying for you know 
employees in a factory in China. They're not paying for importing. They also sell for a lot higher. So they also sell for a lot. They're a lot more expensive. So it's yeah. those are very different expenses, and mm-hmm. a skater will not necessarily end up with more money for being on Adapt because if they produce less skates, then it doesn't matter how high the royalty is. There's there's less there's less royalties. Whereas you could be getting less of a royalty for another company that sells 500 to a thousand skates and get more money off them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult to know which, which agreement would benefit the skater more. Yeah. I think like, if we want to talk about it, like even the Julio solution, which I love, I love it. It's still not a solution. It's it's good on paper, but it's not. It's still not a solution if he doesn't pay a salary on top of that. It's also not a solution if the skates don't sell. But uh, I mean, come on, how bad can they go? Come on, like okay, maybe they, you know, maybe sold it, it can go and, bad. You can you can sell the skates to all the shops, right? So the shops can buy the skates, but. What if the consumer doesn't buy the skate from the shop? I mean, this shit happens, but I don't think I don't see how it makes it not a good solution. The only thing I see that is it's not yet a perfect solution if the people don't have like let's put it this way: maybe Danny Beer got a thirty k now, but maybe he doesn't get his next pro skate for another five years, and then on the balance it's still not a solution but if i still think it's a good solution because if julio will push towards also even a certain salary then you're on the king road you know or on a better road maybe not a king road but on a better road so let's see i i'm 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 hearing i'm open i uh, want to see What's the next moves for blading? I love it. I love that we're going this way. I think all the companies should adapt and raise their... And it's also only for pro products. It's not like you can sell, M, let's say, M12 for, let's say, 100 euros. I'm throwing just numbers. Let's say... But uh, pro M12 will cost 150, you know? So it's a big gap. It's a 50 euro gap, you know, but in percentage is a big gap. But I think it's healthy for everything and for everybody. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Um, last question about roses. Mm-hmm. Yozank's oh, yeah. no longer no longer on REMS. When are you mm-hmm. when when are you gonna get your get your homie, get your buddy on, on roses? When are you gonna get you hooked up? I don't know. He's a big boy and to be honest, he's he's handling it uh, by himself right now. Um I know probably as much as you do, to be honest. Right. So I'm talking to him. I know he skates the fifth right now. That's what I mean. He's, he's already riding the skate, so it's yeah, it's not that much of a jump. Skates and he likes it, and he I don't know. I I think he he's talking or not. I I actually don't know. I don't want to say also things that because I really don't know if he's gonna be on the team or not. And okay. I I hope so. You know I like him. He's a friend. 
and he will probably come to Israel soon again and we're going to meet again and everything. But um, he, he's a big boy, you know, it's not his first sponsor. He's also one of the first guys to like kind of tell me about it, like being transparent with me about money and stuff in blading. And yeah. he told me like, hey, watch out. This is a whole snake shit game. So people will try to fuck you. So be aware. But like, I'm not saying he changed my world because I was also kind of stepping into this world with a lot of kind of questions. Like what the fuck is going on in here? But he definitely helped me establish my mind of like, hey, this is not working. However, whoever invented this shit here, not working oh yeah you the system's I mean? the system's been broken for a long time now yeah. and there's a lot of things that need to change but thankfully as you mentioned mm -hmm. they there are elements of it that are improving so hopefully mm -hmm. that will continue um mm -hmm. yeah that's fair enough i also saw recently so the last time when i interviewed you the first time You'd mentioned mm -hmm. that you'd been to prison and you were very open about that. And you've mentioned it in mm -hmm. subsequent interviews with, you know, Jump Street and stuff like that and being very honest mm -hmm. about your past. But I also yeah. saw on social media, and I can't remember whether it was a few months ago, that you put up a post basically like highlighting, I guess I want to say like a landmark. So it was, was it seven years sobriety or seven? Was seven years. Seven yeah. years. Seven years. Because I, I knew that you'd went to prison but i didn't realize that you battled with addiction so seven years is a long uh, time i think that's i think that's something to be proud yeah. of to be yeah definitely i can't even imagine what that's like but it, it can't be easy to you know know that you have that aspect of your personality and have to basically fight against it every day no you don't fight you don't you don't fight it anymore at some point. Uh, it's actually, it's actually very um, liberating to know that you have this in your personality because then it's way easier. If you truly, truly accept it and understand it, then it's easier for you not to do it. You know what I mean? Because you know that if you take a bite, you're going to eat the whole cake. And the problem is when you're not sure and when you keep testing these little bites, that's where you can fuck every time. But when times goes on and you stay clean and you, you truly, truly understand that one bite from the cake means the whole cake, and you, but you understand it from deep here, you know what I mean? Not, not from your mind, it's like from your stomach and you know it. And then you let it go for real. And sure, nobody can tell the future, but for now it's working. And uh, yeah, I bit prison, I sold drugs, I, I did drugs, I used, I used drugs uh, like uh, not only, it started smoking and stuff and then uh, sniffing uh, speeds and all this shit and then at some point i took some chemicals mixed it up with weed and stuff and i i was actually having a very very 
bad very very bad is a very small way to describe what i went through like um very yeah, like an uh, yeah an understatement for, yeah very bad trip mind i'm speaking mind so i was kind of i kind of lost my mind like i was even even to the point where i was uh um how do you say it like mumbling when i was talking because i couldn't even control my 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 talks so i was like like for a couple of months i was like you, you know like to this level my mind was so fucked from these chemicals i'm talking like the worst experience and it kept coming back for flashbacks and years years of and still to this day, but in a in a lower uh, vibrations, it's uh, yeah. I was I was basically I lost my mind, and I somehow came back to it. And right about this time, a little bit after I started selling drugs, I started using heroin and crack for a little while, for like uh, maybe eight months, one year, and then I got to prison for selling drugs and it was a big mix of things and basically i didn't use chemicals and and didn't smoke uh, weed and i have a, a very uh well, would say uh, post-trauma from this stuff so even smelling weed makes me very very anxious and very panicked but like really panicked like and i go i go away right so i i literally i walk away if i if i can sometimes you cannot and i can put my shirt like this and whatever because it's so much everywhere but this shit does really bad feelings and emotions to me but let's move forward from that i was gonna After ask that, about that yeah because at winter clash i remember there was at one point and i'm pretty sure it was before the pro panel and I do remember you commenting on like the smell because obviously there's a smell of marijuana in area in, in the skate park because it's free, uh, because it's legal. It's not free because it's legal. And like a lot of people obviously come to the country to do that. But I remember yeah. you, it did have quite an effect on you and you did seem quite like uncomfortable before the panel. I am, I'm getting fucked up. I'm not even uncomfortable. I'm getting fucked up. And yeah. you know, I, the first winter clash I came, um yeah before i jump to that <laughs> i want to tell you about the process a little bit so i don't forget well the point is after prison i was really down like prison was super hard for me it was one year and it felt like uh two lifetimes you know what i mean it was so long and so depressing and i was also in that imagine i'm being in a panic mode uh 24/7 in this small space so it was a lot i went through a lot in there and there was no like uh no rapes or anything like this thank god you know because that would have been fucked up to start stabbing or getting stabbed or whatever you know this is how it goes there but where i was it was a little bit more chill because it was not long uh, sentences people so people who go out in two years and three years they're not they they are more careful than people who have 20 40 
lifetimes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was uh, I went out and I started to get clean. It was a mix of things, and I got a lot of help from from good people, from good places. You know, you cannot get you cannot do it by yourself. Stop thinking you're Superman. Get fucking help. You know, whoever needs to hear this, get fucking help. I'm, I'm seven years clean. I go three times a week to groups. I go to 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 uh, psychology. I talk about this shit. I help myself get help. You know, I do what I need to do to to stay more healthy, to help my mind. It's like skating. You cannot be good at skating without skating. So uh, therapy in 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 many different forms. It's the it's the sport of the mind. You know, it's the it being in shape of your mind. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's super important. I hope somebody who needs to hear it, hear it and go fucking take care of themselves because, uh, yeah, I mean, addiction and blading comes together in a lot of a lot of terms. It, blading itself is pretty addictive and not even talking about the fact that that a lot of the pros and a lot of the people who participate in the sport, also skateboarding or whatever, they are, uh, yeah, a lot of them, a lot, not all and not whatever, but a lot of them got issues. And I really hope that people will start realizing that there is life without this. And and it's so much better than you could ever imagine. Like I can only remember myself being that guy. I didn't even skate at that time. I stopped skating for like six years. And I can only imagine myself being that guy at that place with that mindset and in that cycle of using and getting high and whatever doing all kinds of gangster shit or or whatever we were doing there because there was a lot of this stuff too you know uh, but this is this is some edge this is edge but it, it whoever needs to hear this it's not about that edge that i was at it's about the addiction it's about the cycle it's not you know maybe i took it this way maybe someone else could have just as much suffering just as much problems and just as much uh instability in his life without doing this gangster shit and going to prison or whatever maybe he's only smoking weed maybe but maybe he cannot get his shit together for fucking 10 or 20 or 30 years and he thinks like yo what the fuck is going on maybe i got a problem maybe i need some help but you know i'm i'm not telling anyone what to do what is drug what is not drugs i don't care really i can only say what i know and what worked for me and yeah for me it's shit sabosin is calling me <laughs> does he is he got does sabosin have good english i've never spoken to him not that good but i have a little russian he has ah, a little right, english okay. You know, I was we I was wondering that if there was like a, a mix of yeah. languages. Okay, cool. I will tell him that I will call him back in in uh, in a little bit. I actually I, I actually got to go in uh, about twenty five minutes. 
still we've still, still got time. I've only yeah. I've only got a couple of questions to ask you anyway. So you, you right. send your you send your message to Savasin and I'll I'll rattle yeah. the rest off. Done. Right. I love Savasin, man. Savasin. He's he's got he's. I feel like he's introducing something new and fresh to blazing that that has been missing in a lot. He brings a lot of humor to it, but in addition to bringing humor, like the, you know, skating in a barn with chickens. He got tricks. He's also got... He got tricks. He's got the ability to back it up. Yeah, he's not just Mm -hmm. a comedian. He's a comedian Mm -hmm. and a really good skater. And Mm -hmm. he's he's definitely carved out his own thing in Bladen. And and I think if he continues that, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I wanted to ask you about Windbrand because obviously you and Yuto had pro wheels. You had the pink one and he had the green one, Windbrand hoodie, but nothing's come out since. Yeah, I mean, just like uh, just like I mentioned uh, Julio's uh, first 908 and saying, it's fine, dude. Like, take your time, do what you got to do, make it a good product, and he did. It's the same with Windbrand. Like uh, we were, you know, Jaba is is obviously amazing skater, right? First and foremost, which is yeah. important. And he's trying to, and he's working towards making uh, this brand. He got he got a lot of good ideas, but he's lacking experience. Something that, for just for the example, we cannot say about John. What well, we can sure. He was sure lacking a lot of experience. He didn't. Yeah, he's never have his he's own never, company. Yeah, he's never run. But yeah, but he was doing a lot of things already. Yeah, for well, many yeah, years. he was he was doing a lot of work Valo, with horses for Valo. He was doing them. He use. didn't do he didn't do all of it. He didn't do he everything. Didn't do he had skate. he had exactly. help. Yeah. So he had to learn. But uh, so the same with Jaba. You know, he's learning process right now. I think the main reason we don't have uh, more wheels is because of. Corona and COVID, okay. Because it fucked uh, a lot of the production, production China, and people yeah. had to stop and blah blah blah. So, one second, I need to drink. <laughs> well, I literally ask you one question. You talk for like 10, 15 minutes. So I'm surprised you've not drank before now. One second. Now at you getting into trouble? Have I, have I just got you into trouble, Bobby? Mm. I got a uh, massage therapy. Also something I'm trying to take care of my body more. I have massage therapy at 3 o'clock. It's, uh, okay. it's like 8 minutes walk from my house, so it's okay. We still got some time. I hear you. So is there is there anything new coming from Winbrand in the future? Because I see that they've just yeah, added definitely. one. They've just added Montreux, so they must have something coming up. We got Montreux, we got more wheels coming, we got more clothes coming. He just sent me a hat and and a t-shirt and some stickers and working, working, working. He's working and he's learning. And like we just have to be a little bit more patient and understand that not everything comes. And I really hope that. By the next run or the next two runs, he will already have this flow of constant wheels and constant uh, production. And yeah, I mean, it's not easy. I understand. I- I'm patient. 
I'm patient. Yeah. I'm yeah. waiting. Right now, right now, this as we speak, I don't have. Uh, I only have one set of the wheels of my wheels, and then it's over. It might take a little bit of time, and I will be patient. And I will wait, and it's okay. Like you know, I mean, Jayba is great, and I'm, I'm going with him, and you know, we got a nice team. I think uh, we got good ideas. It's just learning. It's learning. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So, you're skating for Rossi's Windbrand, Head and Skate, Grand Control. And blade life is that everyone yeah yeah um so what is what xccv uh, the crew yeah that that goes life. without saying yeah you're supposed to do this yeah xcv for life <laughs> <laughs> um one thing oh i almost forgot so after winter clash last year you obviously skated really well but you obviously weren't happy with how you placed and then there was that video yeah, that, that got put online. Come on. There was that video that got put online to the corn song uh, "Blind," which was fucking hilarious. But yeah, again, I so you got too. you got backlash for that because people weren't happy that you you weren't that you thought you deserved to place higher. Like there was there was who is this people? I saw about <laughs> five hundred posts. To, to tell me the about names. people about people that saying I should have won. Oh yeah, I've like seen, there was there was people I've, agreeing with I've you, but seen, as always, there was, there was I never seen anything like this in the history of rollerblading, that the whole rollerblading community, or probably not the whole of them, but you know, like in my feeling, many many people. I'm talking about hundreds of people and hundreds of posts and story shares. People saying, "Hey, this is wrong," and something went wrong in here. Now I'm not saying this is some kind of scheme or some kind of you know what i mean i'm not I'm yeah not, like I'm, yeah you know i'm not conspiracy like yeah. that no, no conspiracy here i think it was a mistake i think i should have placed i think uh i did very well and i'm still there's part of me who also understands why i didn't get placed but i just don't agree with it because i got a full a written explanation from the judges, because imagine to this point, without me even talking to the judges, they had to do a conference talk with themselves because they saw all the posts as well. Yeah. And they were like, hey, guys, listen, did we do a mistake here? Let's talk about it. They decided they didn't. I think they did. And also not having the best streak. It's kind of like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just feel, I still feel the same, like, you you arguably somebody who could have been top three or even first place and then you decide not to and you have the best trick and he already has arguably the best trick in this competition again arguably because maybe there's a room to say maybe this trick that trick but yeah it's not it's not like this trick and then his trick so we're doing him a favor it's like you know it's already close enough to and but and then at the end you decide to give me nothing i thought it was weird i thought it was not so smart i didn't say anything before the community did and plus on top of all that um i forgot i have one more thing to say but i forgot yeah also if you watch all the videos 
from this competition, I finished the videos. It's as if I won without winning. You know what I mean? So what, what, like, let's say I'm stupid. I don't know anything. And I think I should have not won. Okay, let's just pretend because some people maybe feel, oh, he shouldn't say he should have won, right? And yeah, it's, it's fine, it's, I get it. It's one it. of those things that rarely happens. It's, it's very rare that a skater speaks out and says, but, but, I, I feel as yeah, if I got fucked over but, there. But I, I, I hopped the wave of 500 or thousands of different people. I hopped the wave. I did not create the wave. You understand the difference? Yeah, yeah, I, did I know not, what you mean. I was not the first one to say it. The moment they announced the Winter Clash winners, there was a gather of a hundred people around me looking at me like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like literally at that moment, you know, at a lot of people, I'm not talking about five people. I'm talking about a lot of people coming and creating another circle in the winter clash so the winner circle and then another circle smaller one but still a pretty decent big circle of people saying yo what the fuck where are you why are you not there and and then right after that there came so many posts so many comments so many i mean you gotta ask yourself if you're a judge at this moment and you're judging winter clash for 14 years or 15 years straight and this never happens. This happens to a certain degree. One guy here, one guy there, this guy, that guy. But then you see a whole mess. You got to ask yourself, hey, this is the first time in 15 years. Maybe something happened here that we didn't notice. The judges told me that I didn't make enough lines. Like, I'm saying we're not feasted. We're fucking winter crash. This is hardcore competition. This is... This is it's kind of difficult. It's kind of difficult to link together lines uh, at winter clash anyway, because the crowd are in the way. Yeah, I mean, David Sizemore won a couple of years ago with like five tricks in total, but they were all massive bangers. And I'm sure some other guys connected their tricks together. I don't give a fuck. It's winter clay. You see the bang, you hit the bang, you know? And if you want to give points for somebody connecting his line as if he's in the fees and got a fucking 60 seconds run, then okay, you give it a certain amount of points, but this is not, this cannot be the thing that wins the, 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 the category. Because someone but connected his lines, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I well, you know what? And again, this is not. I'm not stating facts. Is what I think. If the judges think that no lines is most important, it is what it is. What can I do? You know, I walk away. I I felt. I didn't cry at night. I just felt like, hey, I don't think it was fair. Fuck it. Let's move forward next year. I try again. It's okay, you know. Maybe people think that, I don't know. I don't know what you heard. I didn't see so much comments about it. Maybe uh, you see stuff that I don't see, or maybe you're more involved in the people talks that I'm not involved in, you know what I mean? But for me, again, it's just my opinion. I thought differently. Okay, this is my thought. The judges decided differently. Fuck it, that's life. We move forward. Congratulations to all the winners. That's it. Don't 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 think I take it like that hard. It's a, it's annoying at first, of course, when you really believe you deserve something. But even worse than that, when everybody believes you deserve something, because then you kind of feel like, well, maybe there is truth to what I feel because if too many people thinking the same thing, you know. But 
it happened and I'm sure it happened before and I'm sure it's gonna happen in the future. And judging is not easy and it's not like football when there is you there is a goal or no goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very subjective. Big variety. I understand, and I mean, yeah, fuck it, it's fine. All right. Um. So you've got the pro skate coming out, which yes. I'm assuming is going to have a pro skate promo as well. Have you? Can you at least tell yes. us when we can expect your promo to drop? Like, is there a kind couple of type, weeks? Couple weeks. Couple weeks. Yeah. I hear you. After after the release. I think by now, by, by the time people see this, it should be released. So a couple of weeks after, uh, I mean, I'm working on it. I uh, I liked it. Like I like it. I, I think I have some nice clips. I did. Uh, it's different than the other one. It's different. It's okay. A whole different vibe. And uh, yeah, I so, hope people will like it. Yeah. We know all that's coming. So the only thing I want to know is when are you and Cody Lampman going to film that that joint VOD section? Because I know he's in Georgia sure. and I know you've already been in touch with him. So I, I want to know I want to know when it's happening. Get him I over mean, there. I, I I love to watch Cody skate. And is, my original message to him was come here. I'm going to film you. I didn't even say anything about doing a section with him, you know, right. like okay. I'm I'm down to 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 film him because I knew he was kind of close by in a way of distance. Um but now he's back in the US. I mean it's up to him he's, he's eventually. He's, he's not he's not no. in Tbilisi he's in anymore. Georgia now? Yeah, I'm he's, sorry, he's no. still in Georgia. He was only there he was only there a few weeks but ago. But he went he went to the US, so maybe he went back to Georgia right now sorry i kind of mixed things up um I think, so yeah i'm waiting think, i'm waiting yeah i think you need to you need to send them send them a little message yeah i will but now it's lockdown here so you know that's you can, even you my can, prostate, can my make prostate. plan for make plans that's for right. after lockdown yeah but nobody knows i mean i'm feeling for my prostate right now and i'm gonna have now two weeks off you know because of lockdown so yeah how can i bring somebody here to fucking sit on the couch you know what i mean like uh, i'd rather as soon as this is over or starting to show more signs but i think this is the last lockdown though okay well in that case thank you very much for taking the time to do this uh yes love the look of the skate by the time this comes out People have already seen the skate, so they'll they'll know what it looks like as well. And yeah, looking forward to the promo. Hope twenty twenty one goes good for you. And yeah, keep up Thank the good you. work. Thank you very much. We'll see you uh, soon. Hope uh, nobody gets offended from this interview. I mean, they probably yeah. will, but you know, you, you yeah, can't help. They will check the, check yourself, guys. You know, like I'm cool. You know, you like, check like you said, if if they take an issue with it, that's that's their yeah. problem and not yours. So exactly like i'm not i'm not i know i know inside that i'm not intentionally hurting anyone you know what i mean if you do that you're an asshole but i really don't try that i'm just talking and you know sometimes anyone can get hurt from anything so like uh yeah 
Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, I really enjoyed it and I enjoy talking to you and thank you for doing this with me. And hope to see you soon and I hope we chat again soon. That's it. Yeah, man. Well, in that case, enjoy the rest of your day and yeah, speak soon. Thank you.